knowing this one biblical element about the true nature of the glorified Christ will literally change everything you do. Let's get into that right after the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. Welcome back to My Bible Works. My name is Jacob Cooker. If you are here for the first time, let me just welcome you. Uh, whether you're a believer or non-believer, every single one of my episodes is designed to help move you in a direction of truth so you can come up with your own belief structures, your own mindsets about how to handle life, all according to the Bible. And hopefully, this leads you to exactly what we're going to talk about today, which is the true Christ, the glorified Christ. And uh, knowing this one thing is going to literally change your life. This is the big question that we have in every single episode, uh, which is, do you know the glorified Christ? I think a lot of us, we go to church and we know the uh, resurrected Christ. We know the crucified Christ. We know the teacher Christ or the Messiah Christ, but do we know the glorified Christ? Because this literally, and I'm not overselling this saying, this literally changes everything we do uh, as believers. And if you're a non-believer, this will lead you into something much deeper than I think you'll get uh, normally from going and sitting in church or something like that. So uh, please pay attention today. Definitely don't want to miss today's message. As always, uh, the message is from mybible.works, www.mybible.works, biblical frameworks for everyone. Um, and that's exactly what you're listening to right now is the podcast from mybible.works. It is an app you can go check out online. It's completely free. Uh, I highly recommend you go check it out because uh, we've got all our show notes there. You can meet new people. It's a social media platform specifically for Bible study for you to dive deeper into this book and into scripture with other people just like you, as well as interact with me even more over on that app. Uh, you can ask me questions, request videos, and dive into the show notes of every single show. So getting into it today, do you struggle with having a human or plush pillow view of Jesus? I know I do. Uh, I have struggled with that before. Kind of the um, clouds Jesus, the um, the Sunday school Jesus. I struggle with that. And I don't always understand who Jesus really, really is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is the Conquer Your Struggles section of the episode. Feeling like you're powerless in many situations? Do you struggle with that? Again, I know I do. Uh, I just recently got over a pretty severe illness. I had the Rona here and um, I felt powerless, guys. Absolutely powerless. And I, and I was in many ways. Uh, but I want to talk about today how you're not powerless in near as many situations as you think you are. Uh, and then thinking that you are saved rather than living in his glory, living in his 
glory. And so I think that's a big pitfall of a lot of believers is, is they think they know in their mind that they're saved. They know that they're saved rather than living in the glory, in the result of that salvation. And that is so powerful, guys. Again, I'm not overselling it. This episode will change your life. I try to design every single episode so that it will make a major difference in your life. And there are some that are literally literally life-changing if you follow me through to the end here. So, And then number four here on our struggles these all come from a place of me first off. So, um, and I know that these come from a lot of the comments that I get that you guys struggle with. Uh, and then just that general not sharing your faith because it's not on fire. You know, um, a lot of times we have faith, but that faith isn't on fire for God. It isn't awoken fully. You know, again, we're, we're, we're functioning on the salvation level, kind of the baby Christian level, the baby believer level, just yeah, I believe I'm saved and that's good and I want to serve God and do things for Jesus. But it's not this fire that just burns from your core where you want to go out and share it. And we even tell ourselves, hey, don't bug people with it. You know, respect their beliefs and everything. And while I believe that is true, if you're burning for God and if he's making a difference in your life and you're watching things manifest through the glory of Christ, you have no choice but to go share it with others. Whether they're agnostic or atheist or a different uh, a different sect of Christianity than you are, it doesn't matter. You just want to share it with the people closest to you, and you have no choice but to do that. And I'm going to show you how to get to that place today, or how to get back there. Um, and ultimately, it's something that God will do to your heart. But I'm going to give you some steps today that will help move your mindset and your heart closer to allow God to. Uh, produce that fruit in your life. So if you haven't noticed, if you've jumped online on the interwebs and you've searched for prophecy or end times or uh, anything around that, you, you can't help but notice some pretty crazy videos going on, a few scary ones even, uh, that maybe maybe uh, you don't really want to watch because they look really creepy. And even some of our thumbnails here are pretty creepy. Um, uh, so is Revelation really that scary? Or is there something in it that we can find uh, fantastic truth and peace in? Uh, and I say there is, and that's exactly where our lesson comes from today. And I wanna introduce to you the idea of the cosmic Christ. This is where all those questions I just asked you, this is where they're gonna start to melt away because it starts with the birth of Christ. And for many Christians, it ends on the cross when really that's just another beginning. Christ has no end. God has no end. He is the I am. He is the Alpha, the Omega, and he's granted us that glory through Christ to share with him. We are like little seeds of God on this planet, and we're meant to spread him everywhere. And that's exactly what uh, Yeshua, the Christ, the Messiah came to do. And so the cosmic Christ is a view of Christology, which is really just the study of Christ, fancy way of saying it, which emphasizes the extent of Jesus Christ's concern for the cosmos, okay? Not just our little planet, not just our little problems, but the cosmos. He has a concern for it. He has a ruling over it. 
The biblical basis is often found in Colossians, Ephesians, and the prologue to the Gospel of John. That's from Wikipedia. I highly recommend you go read those. We're actually not going to talk about them today because I have a ton of other stuff to talk about. But that's the interesting find for today is the idea of a cosmic Christ, which we're going to dive in and study. Say them with me if you're brand new here. We say these every single episode because this is life-changing when we affirm what God says about us. Hidden biblical laws of overflow. I am affirmations from the Bible. These are personal, professional, community, and spiritual affirmations. Number one, I am the image of Yahweh. Number two, I am working for his kingdom. Number three, I am a servant of all people I meet. Number four, I am a disciple of the way of Yeshua. Getting into the core scripture today, take a time of meditation with me as I read through this, and then we're going to wrap up with some actionable steps that is going to take you from your faith ending at the cross to it beginning and moving into a cosmic view of Christ and a cosmic view of yourself through Christ. Starting in Revelation 1, 12 through 20 as we continue our Revelation study. This is from the Complete Jewish Bible. Verse 12. I turned around to see who was speaking to me. And when I had turned, I saw seven gold menorahs. And among the menorahs was someone like the Son of Man, wearing a robe down to his feet and a gold band around his chest. What a beautiful image, guys. And I put these... uh, these lamp stands in the background that are just beautiful. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then we have this beautiful imagery over on the YouTube channel. I highly recommend going and checking it out. But I turned to see who was speaking to me. And when I had turned, I saw seven gold menorahs. We often hear this as lamp stands. And we're going to hear what those are here in a minute. And among the menorahs was someone like the Son of Man, wearing a robe down to his feet and a gold band around his chest. So right away, that's a pretty powerful image of this this person that that he's seen. And we know this is uh, John's vision here, or his revelation of the living Christ. And then as we get into uh, verse 14... His head and hair were as white as snow, white wool. His eyes like a fiery flame. His feet like burnished brass refined in a furnace. And his voice like the sound of rushing waters. Imagine that. Have you ever heard a waterfall just pouring, rushing down? That's the voice of the living Messiah. His head and hair white as snow, eyes fiery flames, feet like burnished brass, and a voice like rushing waters. This is a different image of Christ. This is a different image of Jesus. In his hand he held seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp double-edged sword, And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. Now, here in a minute, I'm going to share something about that double-edged sword. We've heard the verse, and I've done a full study on it before, about the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. Okay, so the word of God, we often take, we often take it to be this book. 
where the word of God is something much different than this book. Now, the word of God is present and manifest in this book and in scripture, but the word of God is something altogether different. I'm going to share that with you here in just a second because this is going to tie everything together here. So his face is shining like the sun in full strength with a double-edged sword. Verse 17, when I saw him, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand upon me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and Sheol. Sheol being Hades, hell, the pit. The lifelessness after death that is outside of Christ. So he's the living one. He was dead, but look, he lives forever and ever. He's the first and the last. His father is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He was dead, but now he's alive. Do we start to see a different Christ here? A different Yeshua, a different Jesus? Verse 19, so write down what you see, both what is now and what will happen afterwards. Here is the secret meaning of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and of the seven gold menorahs. The seven stars are the angels of the seven messianic communities. And the seven menorahs are the seven messianic communities. So he's holding in his hands the angels. And then surrounding him are these menorahs, which are the, the messianic communities. So again, you know, he it's in his hands. You've heard that song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's holding these angels who are ministering to who are going back and forth upon these seven communities it doesn't say that in this verse but i'm just expounding with my with my mindscape here i imagine that they're they're ministering to these communities and we, we've done a whole study on angels and how powerful they are so think first off about yourself being a part of one of these communities and knowing that you have an angel that is the angel of that community. What a beautiful, beautiful thing that we have access to that. And here's where it changes. John 1, uh, John chapter 1, verse 14 in the ESV. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is our reference material for the session. Now I want you to think about the word here. We've heard that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. We see that this, this person, we know it's the Messiah, we know it's Christ, that John is having the vision of the revelation of that he has a double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. So we're already tied to the word of God with that. Now we see that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And having seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. None of the other sons of God have this glory. They're not glorified like Christ, like the Messiah is. 
And we see that what the other sons of God, the other heavenly hosts, the other uh, angelic beings, the watchers, we saw what they did in, in the book of Enoch. And so no other son. He has glory as of the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And here's where it gets interesting. I've shared this before, but I can't quit sharing it because it makes all the difference and it makes all the difference in how you live your life. And it's the word logos, which is used as the word of God. So if you look at the Strong's, number 3056, it comes from Lego, something said. By implication, a topic, also a reasoning or motive. By extension, a computation, specifically the divine expression. So one might read John 1.14 like this. And the divine expression became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Guys, that changes everything. Because it goes from being just the prophecy became flesh, the scripture became flesh, the idea became flesh. It goes from that to the divine computation became flesh. And that changes everything about our belief, about ourselves, about others, about how we handle our businesses, our brands, our interactions. It changes the way we love the way we serve it changes everything getting into our final reference material here john 17 22 in the english standard version the glory that you have given me i have given to them that they may be one even as we are one so remember that as we wrap up here with our actionable steps that i'm going to share with you they may be as one even as we are one the father and the son are one the father the son the holy spirit yet he said we can be one even as they are one so think about that the glory that you have given me he's talking to his father here he's talking to the father of lights yahweh elohim the glory that you have given me, I have given to them. They may be one as we are one. That changes the way we interact with each other. So my personal takeaway from this, guys, is just as Christ is glorified, we can share in his glory and access that now on, his, on this planet, in this reality, on his behalf, as we serve at his throne. We are not alone as we are part of a global and cosmic consciousness in Christ. We can share this through our personal relationships, our brands, and our communities. That changes everything what we just heard. Everything we just heard changes the way we interact with others. Because again, it doesn't stop at the cross and end there. It begins there. The actionable steps for today. I promised you I would give you some that will change the way you go through your week, you go through your holiday season, you go through the new year. Discovering our true nature in the glorified Christ. And one thing I want you to stop doing, and I want all of us to stop doing, is thinking about the Bible school version of Jesus. The Bible school version of Christ. 
and I want to stop thinking that it ended at the cross. We know it didn't, and we know that doctrine, and we believe that, but for us in our heads and our hearts, it often does. So number one, ponder Christ as unexpected, meaning you don't know. You, you, you don't have expectation. You know him. You have a relationship with him, but he's still unexpected. He's bewildering, and he's cosmic. Number two, meditate on being called his own and sharing his glory. Remember from those verses, we're called his own and we are granted his glory. Don't forget that. Meditate on that. Spend time in prayer and meditation upon that idea of sharing his glory and being called his own. And number three, write down three ways that you can exercise the glory of Christ. Because when we exercise it, it gets stronger in us. What we exercise and what we put into practice gets stronger. What we push into and lean into, we get better at. The glory of God, the glory of Christ, our Messiah, our Savior, is something that we can and should exercise in our lives. Because the enemy can't get a foothold when we are so second nature about activating that glory anytime we need it. Anytime we're ill like I was. And it was something, this is something that came out of being ill like that, that I wish I had activated more. Because I just waited and I waited on God and I prayed to be well rather than activating that glory and and speaking against that evil and knowing that I shared the glory of Christ. And so next time you're going through anything, you're struggling with something, please don't forget. Don't forget to write this down. Write down ways you can exercise into the glory of Christ. You can't do anything to earn it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about, as I just said, look at those, those actionable steps to discover your true nature in the glorified Christ. Ponder him as unexpected, bewildering, and cosmic. Rewire your thinking about who Jesus is. Then meditate on being called his own and sharing his glory. Meditate on that. You're his own and you share that glory. And then three ways you can exercise the glory of Christ. Because that changes everything, guys. I've said that several times in this episode. It changes everything. It changes everything. It really does. It really does. I wanted this one to be shorter. I'm trying to do 15-minute episodes for the algorithm here on YouTube and the podcast. But these keep being 30 minutes and because there's so much to go through and just so many good things to share here. God starts speaking through me. I fully believe his Holy Spirit moves through me in every one of these episodes. I pray for it. I ask for it. And he just pours into me as I, as I hit record. And so thank you guys for being here. But don't forget, write down the three ways you can exercise the glory of Christ. For me, it's verbal. I can verbalize it verbalize the glory of Christ. I can minister to others and share that with others because it now burns in me. And then number three is I can start to act on it. When my flesh wants to make a decision, when I want to get angry because we have a puppy now and she pees on the floor, all over the floor, all the time. And it's so easy to get angry. But the glory of Christ is just going to move through it in this cosmic glory and knowing what 
I am. As we go back to our I am affirmations. Don't forget, jump over www.mybible.works. It is a social media platform designed for Bible study. Uh, It's also where our blog is, where you can get all the show notes of every single episode all organized over there. You can meet new people, create your own groups for your own Bible studies over there. Uh, Make a church profile for your church. Whatever you want to do, it's a grassroots movement. We are growing it every single day. We have new members join, um, and we expect this thing to be huge as we grow into the new year. So go check it out. You're going to love it. It's very unique, very cool, um, and it's completely free, guys. There's no reason not to do it. Go jump over there and start diving into the word with us here. You can also become a monthly partner if you love this ministry as much as I do at mybible.works slash all dash courses. And by supporting this ministry, it's less than a Netflix membership every single month. You get my new book study, my book study workshop, other workshops that we're going to be doing. You also get flash Zoom meetups and then first access to new books, etc. And the first one in there is God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. This is my book that I wrote during 2020 as I was struggling to figure out who I am and what my gifts are to serve this community, to serve online, to serve uh, in the areas of my life that are important, that God has put me in charge of, um, and just really be a blessing to others. So I wrote this book. It's fantastic. Uh, And with the support level, you get the digital book, the book workshop, which is hours and hours and hours of me going through the book with you and teaching lessons that aren't even in the book that that just kind of came to me after I wrote the book. I also read the full book to you on video if you enjoy that sort of thing. Uh, so that in and of itself is totally worth uh, the membership here. And, and then remember that that supports this ministry, which is so important. This comes out of our pocket here. It is grassroots. But we are so thankful to every single supporter we get. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, mybible.works is where your journey can start. Digging deeper, finding frameworks that bless your life and others so that your faith isn't abstract, it's actionable. And it makes a difference in your life and others. From your personal life, to your business, your brand, to your family, your marriage, and to your community. I love you guys. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for being here. If you have any questions, comments, prayer concerns, put them down in the description, uh, down in the comment section. Uh, I love to answer comments, so uh, please share this video. That's one of the best ways we can grow. Hit the subscribe button. I love you guys. Thank you again so much. Uh, And you can check out other playlists of other things that might interest you over on the YouTube uh, channel. So thank you guys. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe. I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free, and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.